0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlanski, and as always... I'm joined by Nick Horwat, and we are here to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. We are much more consistent than the Pittsburgh Penguins, coming to you on Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, Horwat's filling up his coffee. Yeah, that's going to be the type of episode this is going to be, because it has been a long stretch, and that was definitely a long weekend for all of Pittsburgh sports, but specifically for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The only team that didn't let us down this
0: weekend was the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, and they, for some reason, caught a stray. Uh, from the Washington Capitals Twitter, uh, which is just a little unfair. Come on, guys, you, you <laughs> can throw Jake Gyllenhaal under the bus all you want. That's fine. That's fine. That doesn't mean much to us. But throwing the Pirates in, uh, throwing the Pirates into that tweet, was just
1: unnecessary, and that is where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, why you got to pick on the Pirates, man? They're they're so like they they pick on themselves enough. You don't need to jump on the pile of the Pittsburgh Pirates, but I understand jumping on the pile of the Pittsburgh Steelers yep. who just tied the winless Detroit Lions yesterday at home, which makes it even worse. And the Pittsburgh Penguins who over the weekend were outscored by a grand total of 12-4 to in two games, both on the road, both back-to-backs. Understandably, you missing a lot of players on Saturday, but regardless, they did not look good. Most of this season, we've been able to say, you know what? They're not getting the results, they're not getting the wins, but they looked good for the majority of the game. This weekend, we could not say that.
0: No, we could not. I d- it- yep, nope, we could not. There's not going to yeah. be many words coming out of either of our mouths today. Uh, you said you didn't make notes, you didn't create a rundown, really. Um, whenever we get to the end of the show, you also forgot to post a pen's poll, so we're all doing great this week. It's okay. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna sit here and, I guess, decompress a little, although I did that last night after the game, actually with, uh, Pauly and Troll from the Capture podcast. I believe that's going up Thursday, if you didn't catch it live last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, keep an eye out for that. Listen to that show on Thursday, because, uh, it was fun. It was a good show. Uh, otherwise, yeah, th- we're not gonna be saying too much today, other than we're disappointed. That was disappointing and hopefully we have reasons for it
1: yeah i mean if there is a little bit of a glimmer of a hope to take from the games that have happened since our last show it was thursday night's game against the florida panthers but then again the florida panthers all last week were shit they were bad all of last week and you know what I, I did a live stream for that game, the Florida Panthers-Pittsburgh Penguins game, and the majority of the game, it seemed like the Panthers were in control, but the Penguins were playing well defensively. And Tristan Jari was standing on his head. So you come out of that game with a shootout win. You think, okay, major monkey off the back for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They get a win. They beat a team that has been winning a lot this season. Tristan Jari wins in a shootout. Hey, how about that? And you're going into a weekend where you're saying, hey, you know, the Ottawa game on Saturday, Pedersen and Ruweedle are not allowed in the lineup because of how recent their COVID tests were. Okay, that's fair. And you also say, okay, we're not even taking Tristan Jari up into Canada. Okay, you know what? That's going to be a tough game to win. But you're still playing the Ottawa Senators. You still need to show up. And then all of a sudden, you're down 5 to nothing. I mean, at least that game, though, it did start off with the Pittsburgh Penguins getting several chances and playing fairly decently in the first period having a couple of opportunities but then in the second period and from that point really on this entire weekend they were just really really bad it did not look good i mean like i said you were down five to nothing you made it a five three game oh. and then you ended up losing by a grand total of six or three to the ottawa senators how
0: many empty net goals did we score like score sorry with a man up
1: one i believe oh just the one I believe it was just one. I can I can look at that, but I'm pretty sure it was only one goal because the two goals other than that that we scored were earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, for some... Evan Rodriguez's uh, first goal and Kasperi Kapanen's goal were both with about eight minutes left in the game. Oh, and then oh. Evan Rodriguez scored with about four minutes left.
0: Okay, cool. So I will shelve my joke of Casey DeSmith looks more threatening out of the net than he does in the net. Uh, but there, I said it anyway because, you know, it's funny.
1: Yeah. And honestly, that just goes for Casey DeSmith kind of all season. And and dating back to last season as well. Yeah. He, he's been pretty bad in his last I don't know, probably like 10 starts. I mean, Josh Yowie posted on Twitter something saying going back to last season, Casey DeSmith has allowed four or more goals in 7 of his past 9 starts. That's not great, Bob. That's not great at all. I mean, oh, this is the stat line this year. Oh, so in 3 starts
0: yeah. 0 oh, and one 14 goals against. No. Uh, for an eight a .856 save percentage. And a 4.72 goals against average. A 0% quality starts. Uh, do we well, need, yeah. Do, yeah, do we need any more uh, numbers? Because this is... Uh, boy, this is atrocious.
1: Yeah, and... You know, everybody was getting on Tristan Jari's case for good reason in the offseason. I mean, he had a bad playoffs. But everybody's reaction was, hey, you know, K- we would have been better off with Casey to Smith in the postseason. I mean, we, you might have. Maybe. But if he was hurt. The early re- – well, he was hurt. I mean, if he was healthy, I'm pretty sure is what most people are saying. But if you look back now – Guess
0: what? He wasn't, so we can't have that revisionist history, everybody. Sorry, I'm getting angry. Yeah.
1: I shouldn't be. Yeah, no. It's just – Like, even if he wasn't injured, the way that he finished last season and the way that he started this season, what makes us think that he would have been, you know, that would have just been a bookend for a miraculous performance in the first round. It probably wouldn't have been. But regardless, I mean, you look at what happened on Saturday. It was just an awful performance from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then you would think Sunday comes around. Are you playing the Washington Capitals for the first time this season? They're a team that has been playing fairly well to start the season, but you know, Mike Sullivan is back behind the bench. Sidney Crosby is back for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Brian Dumoulin is back for the Penguins. You get Pedersen, you get Weedle. All of a sudden you have everybody except Evgeny Malkin in the lineup. You would think that you would at least be competitive in that instance. But as I saw firsthand, they were not competitive. I mean, the first 10 minutes, I will say, was back and forth. And then you give up a shorthanded goal To Verhavari on a beautiful pass by Tom Wilson. And from there, it just snowballs and gets absolutely pathetic. And, I, you know, the Penguins scored one goal in this game. That was Jake Gensel. I didn't even see it. I was in the urinal. Ah! I was in in the bathroom. Love
0: it. Love when that happens.
1: Yep. So, I didn't even see the Penguins score a goal in that game. Now, it's, it's my fault. I shouldn't have gone to the bathroom. Should have waited until the end of the period. But, you know, they did not play well at all in that game. I mean, play well that that that's seems like it's taking easy, it easy on them. They looked like garbage. They looked like hot garbage in that game. And you know what? It's a lot of negative. We'll get to the positives in like I mean, not the positives. There were like no positives <laughs> since our last episode. But we'll we'll get a little bit more, you know, sunshine or rainbows in the later segments when looking forward, but as of right now, it's pretty doom and gloom in Pittsburgh.
0: God, that's that's what I was telling holly and troll on the on the episode yesterday uh it's it's pretty the morale is low in the city of pittsburgh and i've listed off the steelers just tied the lines the penguins just lost in disappointing fashion it snowed and rained at at the same time yesterday it's getting dark at five o'clock it's seasonal depression is getting kicked in with sports depression so Mm -hmm. the steel town is not happy and we're sitting here on a on a non-victory monday and it's cold it is 36 degrees right now and cloudy Mm -hmm. and uh the the leaves are no longer red and green it's all brown trying to just look out my window it's frosty Mm. it's it's getting gross
1: yeah yeah no it it's not a great time if you're a pittsburgh sports fan i mean you sit here right now and hey jacob stallings won the golden glove (laughs) Yeah, well, if you're yeah, if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, you're at least taking a little bit of solace in that, in the fact that you know they haven't played in a in a couple months at this point. But looking at what happened and looking at the Pittsburgh Penguins, if you're Mike Sullivan stepping behind the bench last night, you have to look at Todd Reardon and say, what the fuck did you do to my team while I was out? They, don't ha- they didn't have a compete level. That's, that's what irritates me. You can get shelled by this Washington Capitals team, and I'd be fine with it because this Capitals team is playing well, but at the same time, to play in the way that you did. I mean, Tristan Jari stood on his head for a little while in this game. He was getting no help, though. I mean, their offense wasn't producing anything. The biggest thing that I saw, and I said this so many times last night, can we win an offensive zone faceoff? It's everybody. It's Sidney Crosby. It is Teddy Bluger, Jeff Carter, Evan. Nobody could win an offensive zone faceoff, and we didn't get any rebound chances. We made it so easy on VTech Vanacek last night that all he had to do was save the first shot, and the puck was coming out of the zone because we were not there to get the rebound. The, the, the compete level was not there for the Penguins. They just played an absolutely horrendous game, and that's without even getting into the completely abominable power play that the Pittsburgh Penguins have on the ice right now. But uh, to, to leave that for a little bit later, Horwat, do you, did you see the same thing that I saw? Or at least where I think you said you were listening to the game. Did you at least hear from the commentators that like this team had no compete level last night?
0: I stopped listening after the second period. I uh, decided to rather listen to red Taylor's version and <laughs> it, it felt more appropriate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um and the the most from the commentary i was able to pick up on because i was kind of listening to it in the background and catching up on things because i had to also uh cook food and shower and decompress after a hockey game that i also lost but i made more saves than uh dismissed it at least um it just the most i picked up on phil bork really does not like alexander ovechkin <laughs> Does not? Yeah, no, he does not. Does he never, not. he never really has. Yeah, and it just sounded like and seemed like the Capitals were controlling a lot of the play, and that there wasn't much going on for the Penguins in creating opportunities and getting chances. Mm-hmm. It, and Ovechkin is just a good player, man. He is.
1: Oh, he is. He's on another world, right?
0: Yeah. now. Yeah. They. The broadcast mentioned that he's only missed 41 games in his entire career. Are you kidding me? The Penguins would die for any of their star players to have that from their history. Evgeny Malkin has missed that many games
1: in the past calendar year.
0: Crosby, on average, misses that every year.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Lemieux misses that fair, well, missed that fairly often. I popped a pimple under my nose and it's bleeding now. Excuse me. Um, I think Yager, for, at one point, had a pretty bad injury but or maybe not but still mm-hmm. i think the penguin fans would love to have that sort of thing listed off under one of their stars mm-hmm.
1: yeah no it, with the way that Avechkin's playing and he he came up on the big screen last night as a player to watch and i was like really uh are we are we sure that we we think that alex Avechkin's gonna do something tonight and i believe he had two assists last night which i mean you, you held him out of the the goal column but he still has 14 assists this year like he's He's playing very well, and then you look at at Sidney Crosby, which you know what, I'm not gonna get too down on Sidney Crosby. The guy, it was the set guy's second game of the season. He's coming off of COVID. It's gonna be a tough road back for him. You know, he's gonna he's gonna play in the next couple of games probably if he's allowed into Canada, which that, that's something we'll have to see come thursday i'm not exactly sure how the border rules work but after a game against buffalo on tuesday they do have a three-game road trip in canada in montreal toronto winnipeg so it's 14 days from first positive test test. so uh if
0: he caught it if he was put on the protocol after the fourth uh he's not making it period because ruiedel and doomlin or uh and patterson were at 13 days and they weren't letting it slide so
1: yeah, I don't know if it was the 2nd or the 3rd, either the Tuesday or the Wednesday of that week that he got it. But if it was one of those two days, he should be good to go in Montreal. But regardless, he should be good to go against Toronto. So they might miss one game. Him and Dumoulin, because they weren't on the, at the same time. But and
0: Sullivan, because I think he was just like
1: a touch later. I think he was a day or two later. So yeah. he might
0: not, yeah, he really might not be there on Thursday.
1: Yeah. What uh, you saw in this game, though, with the Pittsburgh Penguins at the end of the game, was frustration. Especially on the part of Sidney Crosby. You saw him throw whoever number 42 is on the cap. Uh, the that point. rookie
0: that scored that we had never heard of before this game. Uh
1: that's rookie that scored. The first goal. Was it, it wasn't for, oh, I've heard of Fervari. I didn't know he was number 42. Never heard of him. And
0: yeah. at least that's what I picked up from Troll and Pauly. Again, I only kind of saw the clip. Didn't really pay close attention to it.
1: Yeah, no, he he can. Comp- completely just launched him I think mean, that should have been a penalty that wasn't called he was then eventually called for a roughing with Evgeny Kuznetsov it looked like he was just trying to get into a fight with Evgeny Kuznetsov but you could clearly see that he was frustrated at the way that he was playing he was frustrated at the way that his team was playing and the the noise in Capital One Arena was probably louder whenever he went to the penalty box for that than it was whenever they scored a goal not gonna lie to, to be fair for
0: the Penguins, at least they didn't have a hat-trick of former Penguins scoring on them. They did have two, though. They had two. It was almost there. Carl Haglund yeah. hasn't scored yet this season, so that's a bonus. Uh, Haglund and Schultz oh, I forgot score about largely. Justin Schultz. Oh, my God. Yes.
1: So uh, in the second intermission, I, I turned to, to Kayla and I said, you know what? The Penguins are winning 3-2 to two right now. And she said, what? I said, well, if you take the two goals from the former Penguins and give it to the Penguins, then we're winning 3-2. to two. So, I mean, it's not awful. And then she looked at me and she said, "Yeah, I don't think you can do that." And I said, "I know. I'm just trying to bargain to make myself less depressed right now." Uh, but just, uh, <laughs> were you drinking at all last night? Yes, Good. heavily. <laughs> I Good. was paying for the expensive beers last night. You're I damn right it. you were. <laughs> how but, much more no,
0: expensive are they there than here? I'm curious.
1: No, there it's about the same. Okay, I was about to say maybe yeah. we should discuss your experience at the cap. Uh, we they... will. Yeah, I think that's how we're gonna start off the second segment. That way, Penguins fans can feel a little bit better about themselves. Because that arena is, yeah. uh, I've heard it's a gong show at times. It is. It is. Uh, But we'll get into that after the break. But any any last words on what we've seen over the weekend? I mean, two pretty bad losses. I know a lot of it's doom and gloom right now. But we are going to finish the show on a positive note. I promise you that. So if you stick with us through the commercial break, we'll give you some good news about the Pittsburgh Penguins.
0: I think just we have to try and not panic yet. Sunday was our first game back with what is going to be a fully healthy roster for the time being. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a majority of them coming off of the COVID list, a majority of them having symptoms, no less. And just we're trying to find the rhythm of, I'll get my face out of the, out of the ad here. Just finding the rhythm of, Getting the chemistry back we it's been so inconsistent and so revolving door of players up and down the roster up and down the lineup back and forth on the on i80 just wild stuff that hopefully isn't the norm here anymore so maybe we just needed a game or two to collect the chemistry and really know what we're doing with each other again but for now it didn't look good it clearly looks like there was no chemistry and it's just a matter of getting it back and figuring out what to do with this roster. If this persists, ooh, bigger conversations need to be had. But for now, it's hopefully it's just a game of getting our feet wet again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not everybody can come off the COVID list and play like Chris Tang. <laughs> yeah, Chris Tang came off the COVID list and played great. Uh, Crosby, Dumoulin didn't look fantastic. Marcus Pedersen, you can see that he's... A little bit of a step behind what he has been all season. And same with Chad Ruedel. So these guys, it's going to take a minute. But what you saw in that game on Sunday, what you saw in that game on Saturday, was just a team that is lacking direction right now. Uh, so there is positives to glean on it. Not very many over the weekend. We're hoping going forward that it's going to get a lot better. That's, I mean, that's that's what you have to hope for. But for right now, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to get a little bit more positive. We can't have a full episode of such negativity, Horwat. We will have some positives. We'll talk a little bit about Evgeny Malkin, and we'll talk a little bit about the road forward for the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll be right back. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the nhl must be 21 or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkingscom slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER welcome back to the tip of the iceberg podcast brought to you as always by the hockey podcast network as well as draftkings make sure you use promo code thpn at the DraftKings sportsbook app for great odds and opportunities. Once again, promo code THBN at the DraftKings sportsbook app. So, the first segment was basically bash on the Pittsburgh Penguins' time and rightfully deserved after their weekend losing 6 to 3 against the Ottawa Senators and 6 to 1 at Cap 1 against the Washington Capitals. A game in which I was actually at The first time I was ever a road fan for a Pittsburgh Penguins game. And you know what? It was a fun experience. I will say that. Driving through downtown, going to the garage. And anytime I'm at a stoplight and you see a Penguins fan, they always give you a thumbs up or cheer you on. That's great. Uh, The arena itself, not great. I mean, it's not bad. It just, it's old. You can tell it needs updates. Uh, Since the last time I was there, they did get new seating, I believe. So that was nice, but... And my fiance Kayla looked at me and she said, You know what's a great idea for an article? And I was like, I don't really write articles, but I'll talk about it on the podcast. She said, How much different the experience is as a road fan versus a home fan? And I was like, Yeah, and she's like, We're very spoiled as Pittsburgh Penguins fans for PPG Paints Arena. The food was okay, but not great. The uh the arena itself, not a lot of room in the, in the seats, and very steep. Very very steep, so you know it's not bad. It was a fun experience. I had as good of a time as you can have when your team loses six to one to their arch rivals. But at the same time, when I compare the two, PPG Paints Arena is like that's not even a biased take. It is so much better. I've it's been a long time. I went there for a
0: Pitt Georgetown basketball game, ages and ages ago. Like I think before Pitt was in the ACC. Yeah. Um. I don't remember much about it, but I just remember being in there and thinking, "Is this also like a shopping mall? Because isn't there something yeah, like connected to there's it?" Like there's like a
1: yeah, it's I believe it's a I don't know if it's a full mall, but there's a Regal Cinemas. Literally, you walk through a door in the arena, and then all of a sudden, you're technically out of the arena and you're at a Regal Cinemas. Yeah, um, and to and that's
0: like the only time I've ever been in there, and mm-hmm. I've also never been to an away Penguin game at the normal arena. Basically, yeah. all the away games I've ever been to that I can recollect, it, at least, uh, were stadiums, outdoors. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, I've been to a game in Chicago, wasn't at the United Center, was at Soldier Field, and clearly I was in Philadelphia at the Link and not, what the fuck is it now? Wells Fargo it's Wells Center. Fargo. I almost said Wachovia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, yeah, it's, I've... I definitely have to do the traditional experience of an away game like that so mm-hmm. but no i've been to that arena before too it's just been a long
1: time and i guess if they still haven't updated it since then i um, feel like they've updated some of the stuff but just you can tell that the arena as a whole just needs an upgrade
0: yeah it's older comparative to some of the other arenas in this league mm-hmm. but yeah and i do remember it being steep now that you say that i do kind of remember that upper bowl being a being a mountain steep
1: yeah yeah definitely uh definitely a very very long climb to get up there and you know oh well but the other the only other thing is uh kayla did say that she got scared the crap out of whenever they all yelled red i guess i should have warned her about that and the national anthem she's like Listen, I like singing along with Jeff Jimmerson. I don't know why they just randomly yelled red. And then there was another word in the anthem that they just screamed out. And I was like, that seemed very, very unnecessary. Um,
0: Yeah, the, that one. And don't the stars fans like shout stars?
1: Yes. Well, the, yeah, the, everybody does something different, but it, she just was not ready for that. And she was like that combined with the fact that I felt like I was going to fall while standing was not was not a great, great way to start the night no no and it all went downhill from there yeah very true uh so if, if you're a pittsburgh penguins fan take solace in the fact that we have a very very nice arena with a great game experience like and for the most part we've had a good team for the past 15 years that might be ending that might be it oh i thought we were talking about good things about this team <laughs> but i still have hope yeah, I yeah. will say that. I still have hope in this team because you know, it's it's not a great start. I understand that. We've had what two wins in this calendar month and we're halfway through it, but they're getting healthy. Like we mentioned Sunday was the first time that we basically had full health minus of getting Malkin. We have basically a month left until Malkin is probably going to be getting ready to, you know, we're going to be taking that look every day in about a month from now. And coming up we have Two games against teams that are not performing well, similar to the Penguins, but you have a chance to get back on the right track at home on Tuesday against Buffalo and then on the road on Thursday against Montreal before you go up and face Toronto and Winnipeg on Saturday and next Monday. So you have a stretch of games here where you can get your confidence back in the next two and then you can go and match up against some of the better teams in the league right now and see where you actually are. With a fully healthy lineup. Yep, <laughs>
0: yep. I mean, we're playing Buffalo. I know they've been also 500 this year, but they're still Buffalo. Hopefully, and it's a home game. I don't know. I don't have a ton to say. The, the morale is low here. It's. I'm just. Yeah, it is. Banking. I'm just banking on the statements I made before break that. Um, it's the first game back with a bunch of guys recovering from COVID. Yeah. It's the first game back with Mike Sullivan handling a fully healthy roster, sort of. Mm-hmm. I'll call it fully healthy for the time being because we don't really have a date on Gino. And it, there's a little more stability here. This is the lineup we're going to have. These Where these players are playing is where they will be for a good chunk of time for going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew O'Connor fell off the face of the earth, so he's back to the minors okay, cool, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, and this is what our defensive core is going to look like, I guess. Yeah. And it's Ruedel's spot, not Friedman's. So so, I still think in a little bit you can do that experiment of swapping those guys in and out each game, seeing what you get. Kind of like the Hawks mm-hmm. and Roosevelt during their second or third cup run. Yeah. I forget which one that was, but – Hey, man, for what it's worth, we're getting healthy, and I'm just banking on the fact that it was just the get-your-feet-wet game, and it sucks that it had to happen against Washington in Washington Yeah, and have multiple former Penguins score on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, looking at that, listen, it was a bad game, but it was one game. I mean, yes, you had the full weekend of misery if you toss in the Ottawa game, but... Looking forward, listen, it's an 82-game season, we're 14 games in. People saying that it's too late to turn it around, not even close. Like, that's not even close to being an accurate take right now. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they have climbed out of last place in the Metropolitan Division. They're ahead of the New York Islanders, even though they have three more games played. But, if you look at the standings right now, for a team that, in the Pittsburgh Penguins, that has missed as much as they have when it comes to injuries or COVID or whatever or what have you, There's three teams in this division that are above and beyond everybody else right now. That's the Hurricanes, the Capitals, and the Rangers. They're all above 20 points. After that, the Penguins are within three points of the next three teams ahead of them. So you want to tell me that if they get healthy and if they figure it out and they start playing that the way they did early in the season with the full complement of players, that they're not going to be able to pass the Columbus Blue Jackets, who they're tied with right now, with the Philadelphia Flyers, who they're two points behind, with the New Jersey Devils, who they're three points behind, there is still a great opportunity for this team to turn it around. I mean, shoot, what, 2019, we saw the Blues in dead last place in the conference in January and win the whole damn thing. So if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins right now, take solace in the fact that you still have good players, you've seen great performances from those players, and they have yet to actually be fully healthy. I don't even, like you said, scratch Sunday is not a fully healthy game. Not even because Malkin wasn't out but because these guys haven't practiced together because these guys are coming back from COVID, which is not like rehabbing an elbow injury. And it's like, okay, I can rely on the rest of my body. COVID damages the inner parts of your conditioning system in a game where conditioning is more important than most of the other sports. I won't say more important than soccer, but more important than most other sports.
0: Yeah. And Dumo said he uh, had symptoms for a majority of his absence. So like, yeah, can't do much when you're still experiencing symptoms like that. Your conditioning falters a little.
1: I mean, regardless, Dumoulin has not looked good this season. No, he has not. No, he's um, he's he's had a bad go of it all year long.
0: But yeah, I just think it's gonna take it's, it's gonna take some time. Hopefully, that was mm-hmm. the time because we have the um. Thankfully, we have 82 games to turn it around take our time figure it out Got still have to figure it out now because again this division is not easy no not an easy division to be in right now and Mm -hmm. you have the time to turn it around but you got to figure it out soon because we are creeping up on december Mm -hmm. time flies when you're having fun apparently who's having fun
1: um, the, fir- the first yeah, part, not, of not Penguins season. fans. The
0: first part of our season. Where did that? The first go? five games were,
1: and yeah. since then, I believe we are we've lost seven of the last ten.
0: After the first five games, yeah, it goes uh, multi-goal loss, multi-goal loss, multi-goal loss. Hey, an overtime victory or a shootout overtime victory, uh, loss, loss, shootout victory, loss, loss. Both of those yeah. last two multi-goal losses. We are negative seven in, in uh, goal differential. Buffalo Sabres are even.
1: Well, yes, and a large part of that is the fact that we are negative eight in the last two games. So. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they count. They all count. The Buffalo Sabres that. are even. Yeah, I under- I understand that. but <laughs> And the Penguins notoriously struggle against the Buffalo Sabres on home ice. But. Great. With all of that being said, I don't want to make an excuse to... S- when I, when I was talking about, you know, I don't count Sunday as a fully healthy game. It's it's not an excuse because they did play more poorly than you can excuse because of that. But at the same time, you have time to turn it around. Just don't take too long. Is exactly what you said. If you're still at the end of this month, if you're going into that Western Canada road trip that starts on November 29th and you're still playing this way, that's two weeks from now.
0: Con- then Mc you David start will- to kind
1: of sound the alarms Conor because, McTable you know, will eat us alive. If yeah, we're well, Connor McDavid like going to him and Leon Dreisaitl will both just light the lamp. But if you're still playing like this two more weeks down the down the line, seven more games into the season and your team is is still at basically full health minus Evgeny Malkin. That's when you have to start to say, OK, what is the real issue here? Because the power play. Is paramount. The penalty kill is still over 90%. But the power play is, I mean, again, same thing. You haven't had Sidney Crosby all season long. You didn't have Brian Russ for a majority of the season. You missed Chris Letang for a while. But that power play is just, it's not doing anything. It had one good, one good two-minute stretch against Florida. Didn't score, but it had a good two-minute stretch. But other than that, has been just inept.
0: It's been fun, and I was. Tell me how the Oilers have four players at a point per game or more. Who is
1: it? Drysaddle, McDavid, Hyman, the Nuge, and Poyarvi. Nuge and Poyarvi, yeah. and Hyman's been playing thirteen well and too. fourteen. Yeah. So, uh, tell me how. Take a look at their uh, power play percentage, and then then tell me how ridiculous it is because I'm pretty sure it's still at fifty percent. Team statistics. Power play percentage 41.8. Oh, so they haven't scored in a while
0: because it was at 52% earlier this week. Jeez, yeah, they have their 18 power play goals on 43 opportunities. Yeah, this is disgusting. Power player, where's the power play percentage in the league? Yeah, they're still leading
1: by a <laughs> Well, yeah, nobody else is at any like. You, usually the power play percentage leader is at like 23, 24, maybe 25%. They're at 41% right now. I mean, there's going to be a regression to the mean. I, I promise you that. But at the same time, we're a month into the season. They've sustained that so far. It's kind of ridiculous. And we are the only
0: team below a 10% power play percentage. The goal gold- the
1: worst power play now? Yep. 8.7%.
0: Okay. Oh, ain't that appropriate. 8.7%. Um, sitting 32nd in the lead behind the Seattle Kraken at 31st, who have 10.87.
1: Yeah. So for all those who say we could use Jared McCann on our power play, it's not like he's doing much better in Seattle. The one-win Arizona Coyotes have a 12.5 power play percentage. This is uh, disappointing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can – the only thing that we can really glean upon right now is that our penalty kill is doing great, and the fact that we just got back to full health – So maybe give it some time. That's what I'll end with. And it's early in the season. It's only, what, 14 games into the season? So you're 15, 16% of the way through the season, 18% probably. So we're not going to get too down on the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was a bad weekend. Let's not lie. Let's not make excuses. They played poorly. They played really poorly. But there's still a lot of time to turn the ship around. There's still a lot of time to hopefully remain healthy and get these players back to where they're going to be. Or what any last words? Because uh, I forgot, like you said, I forgot the Pens poll last week. My bad.
0: Hey, it happens. Um, fun, depressing facts about the Penguins right now. We lead the league in shootout losses. Yeah, that makes sense. With three. Um, anything else? Power play percentage is awful. To be fair, though, we're not the only team with four power play goals. The Islanders also have four, but their percentage is at nine percent They must just not get on the power play very often. That team getting on the power play? Hell no. No. Nah. Um, I got nothing else for us. I just... It's depressing. It's dark. It's cloudy. Hey, the sun's coming out a little bit. That's nice. Do
1: you have any more yeah. topics to
0: talk about at the end, or are we just kind of calling it?
1: Uh, No. The other thing that I did want to mention is the fact that you're seeing some of these some of these players with... 23, 24, 25 points already on the season. That's obviously the upper echelon. you see seen a guy like Troy Terry, who's on like a 13-game point streak. Meanwhile, our leading scorer is Evan Rodriguez with 11 points. He's on a what? Yeah, Troy Terry, last time I... He was on a 13-game point streak. I, I didn't check his stats over the weekend, but... There's been like 12 games this season. How is that possible? Yeah, he didn't score in the first game, but ever since then, he scored in every game. That's the Ducks? That is on the Ducks. So you you can double check that, but I, I am going to wrap this one up. That's going to do it for this episode of the tip of the iceberg. Maybe trade for Troy, Troy, Terry. But ducks are doing and good this Charlie year too. How about that? Yeah. They had a good start to the season. Good for Anaheim from the two minute hosts of the quack report here before we switched over. Oh yeah. In that first year, we were literally technically the hosts of the quack report pod covering the Anaheim ducks. And most people know this, so they're probably tu- already tuned out, but uh, we were the hosts for like, Two weeks and then we got the Penguins podcast, so Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Pengu the Penguins disappointed us, the Steelers disappointed us, the Buck goes caught astray, although they haven't disappointed us yet. Like I said, Jacob Stalling's winning a gold glove. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Uh give us some time and they'll disappoint the the Pirates announced Billy Joel is coming. There are good things happening in Pittsburgh on the North
1: Shore. (laughs) And it depending upon which side of the uh the Primaridian you fall, the the Penn State Nanny Lions lost over the weekend, so either you're happy about that, so that's something to to take forward, or you're happy because you're a Pitt fan and you love seeing Penn State lose. So and they're ranked, aren't they? Uh, Penn State, no. Pitt football, Michigan was. Oh, they're Pitt football, now. I don't know. All right. Yeah, if you're if you're a Pitt football fan, you're ranked. If you're a Pitt there basketball
0: fan, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, we try <laughs> to end this on a on a positive note, Horwath, but I guess at the end of this, we'll just say, uh, yeah, like tune into Red Notice that's a good movie on, on Netflix that came out tune into red Taylor's version. Dylan O'Brien had a better performance than either Pittsburgh team over the weekend. So (laughs) I guess, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the tip of the iceberg. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We will hopefully be talking about a victory over the Buffalo Sabres come Thursday morning, but that is it for this episode. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Have a great week. Penguins fans. You can follow us on Twitter at Nick horwat 41 and at Nick underscore Berlansky. You can also follow the show's Twitter handle at Iceberg Podcast. This podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcast from. So please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. You can visit them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet or at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Every team, everywhere.